Welcome to Once and Future Authors, Changing Lives One Book at a Time. I'm Stephanie Larkin, an author, independent publisher, and book coach. And each week we will be discussing processes and strategies to get your book finished and published and meet authors and publishing experts to tap into their experiences and expertise. There is one book out there that can change your life, and that is the book you write. So welcome aboard. This podcast is produced by Red Penguin Books, an independent publishing company working with authors of all genres. Whether you have a manuscript all ready to go, a book still stuck in your head, or perhaps even hundreds of handwritten sheets of loose leaf shoved in a drawer, visit redpenguinbooks.com and unleash your inner author. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Once and Future Authors Podcast. I'm Stephanie, and I am so delighted today to be joined by not one, not two, but a whole team of authors who have put together today's book. Today's book is Something is Different, and it was put out by QS2 Training and Consulting. Something is different. Well, that's the understatement of the year. Uh, If you're around and you're awake nowadays, you see that everything is different. And Something is Different is a book that was put out specifically for childcare providers, parents working with children, trying to uh, explain, maybe calm, and uh, help people deal with what is different in this age of COVID-19. So I am so delighted to be joined by the team at QS2. Uh, Stephanie Dockweiler is going to give us a little bit of a background all about QS2 and introduce the team. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, hi, Steph. Thanks for having us on. Um, My name is Stephanie Dockweiler. I'm the president of QS2 Training and Consulting. Um, I have a business partner, uh, Liz Box, who will be talking uh, in a few minutes. Um, But QS2, all of us involved in this company are early childhood professionals. Um, My entire career has been in early childhood. However, we do have another entity of our business, and that's really the health and safety part of it. And Liz Box, um, in her former days, um, worked at the Red Cross. So she brings in that area of expertise about health and safety, CPR, first aid, all of those. And then Geneva Jones um, is our everything. She's our IT, she's our, you know, you name it. She's our office manager. She teaches for us. She's a verified specialty trainer. Um, But basically what we, uh, the way that we came to be was about 12 years ago. I can't believe it's been that long at this point. But uh, Liz Box and I decided that we didn't really want to work for anyone else except ourselves. We had done that for years and um, we, we took a chance on ourselves and we have grown uh, every year. Um, we provide training and technical assistance to early childhood educators, be that infant and toddler um, folks, be that preschool folks, be that elementary age group up until third grade. Um, we kind of do do it all. Um, and recently when well, I don't know how recent it's been, um, but when COVID struck, it really decimated the field of early care and education. Um, in New York State, it's estimated that 20% of programs 
will go out of business. Um, and for those that stay in business because of the additional cost of the protective equipment, the cleaning and sanitizing, um, all and you know the fewer children that are allowed in a classroom, that the cost of care will go up 23%. And the only one that pays that are the parents. So we try to advocate for early care and education. Um, and so I don't want to take the whole podcast. <laughs> I'm going um, to introduce um, Liz Box, who again is my business partner and vice president and oversees all of the, and I do mean all of the, health and safety components um, of our business. So Liz, take it away. Good morning, everybody. Again, thank you, Stephanie, for having us on. So I think Stephanie Dachweiler gave you a pretty good overview of what we do every day. Um, the CPR and first aid is just, I just schedule people, you know, our instructors to go out and train everyone in the field to be able to save a life and hopefully do their job well. Um, it's very important for them to learn how to do that. And in addition, there are classes that are now required for all directors and um, staff and family childcare, which is a whole nother area of early childhood. And um, I also conduct those classes. I've been trained by New York State SUNY and um, in order to give those specific classes. Um, as Stephanie said about COVID, it really did um, hurt the field of early care and education. And Stephanie Dockwell forgot to say that she is the president of New York State, NAEYC, which is the National Association for the Education of Young Children. And I am the chairperson of the local chapter of that great organization. And um, that is how we try to advocate as much as possible for our um, constituents and, and, you know, people in the field that we train all the time. Um, to talk a little bit about the book, the way the book came to pass was, we decided to be supportive to the field and we decided to put together a training to help them understand what they're going to face when they do come back. The, the trauma that children are going to experience from COVID, the health and safety piece, uh, the additional work involved in keeping everyone safe in the environment, and when we began to do our research was when the book came to play and we just decided to put the book together. Thankfully, Geneva Jones loves art and she was, she did all the illustrations and that's how the book came into play with um, our company. And I just want to add that um, we really wanted to give back to the field of early care and education. Many people were not working. They were on furlough, unemployment, all of those things. So we provided this training free of charge um, to well over 2,500 people mm -hmm. um, on Long Island and beyond. And um, it got such a positive 
uh, reception that we actually created another training called Something is Different 2.0. Um, and we, again, had, had the same, um, you know, uh, over 2,500 people attending um, those trainings. So um, it was really wonderful that we were able to kind of help out. Uh, yeah. And the feedback. It was a great feeling. The That's feedback was tremendous, mm -hmm. I have to say. That's, that's just amazing because boy, something, everything is different. Yeah. I'm so grateful uh, to people like you who are out there trying to make sense of it mm. for childcare providers and all of those people who are taking care of, you know, the young parents, everyone. It's, everything is different. Uh, this sounds like the, the perfect mashup between your, um, your abilities and Liz, you're, you were in health. Um, health and safety. Well, COVID is all about health and safety, isn't it? The things that you have to train yes. people on yes. for safety protection. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, question, and I've always wondered this. What does QS2 mean? Um. <laughs> oh, did I ask the right question? We're all no, right. I mean, it's meant different things throughout the year. At this point, I'm not sure what it means. <laughs> I mean, uh, we started with with quality systems to um, educate, okay. um, you know, early care and education. But like I said, after 12 years, I, I honestly forgot what the original meaning was. Uh, that is the, that's the professional meaning of QS2. That's the professional meaning of QS2. That's right. <laughs> quality systems. Okay. There you go. Something like that. I always wondered what the Q and the S and the two stood for. I didn't realize I was opening Pandora's box. Yeah. <laughs> tell you, we'll tell you when we go off here. Exactly. <laughs> well, I guess that leaves me. That's uh, right. My name is Geneva Jones. I am QS2's program manager as well as a Verit uh, verified specialty trainer. Um, I also do health and safety as well as I am a first aid and CPR instructor. Um, me, as I say, I'm just bored easily. Um, I, people ask me how and I don't know, but um, I just always find things to do. Um, I am very big on technology. Um, and yes, I also love to um, draw and paint. It's very therapeutic. Um, and as well as being an early childhood educator for the last 19 years of my lovely life. Um, I just love what I do. And not only that, but the team that I work with um, is absolutely phenomenal. They are not my bosses, and they hate when I say that word. They are my mentors. They are my friends. They are my everything. Um, and I think together um, we really make a dynamite team. Um, we always put our heads together. We make things work. Um, and I do have to honestly say the communities um, that we serve really look forward to us um, in everything that we do, not only just in the aspect um, of early childhood education, but honestly, I feel like we need to add a new title to our plate uh, as therapists, even though none of us are licensed, uh, because we are definitely that listening ear that really helps people, um, you know, really help them get through their day tremendously. So um, I'm very proud of my team and I love what we do. Oh, I'm sure you're very much therapists, believe me. Well, and I want to, I mean, just to dovetail off what Geneva said, you know, we have, we have created um, clients, if you will, um, that feel very comfortable with us 
And during this time, especially directors of programs have reached out to us because, you know, they've had to create entirely new um, policies and procedures for their programs. You know, parents aren't allowed in programs now. They have to drop at the door. You know, all of these things had to be put into place, plus run a program on a shoestring budget. So many of them reached out to us. We helped to create um, policies and procedures with them. Um, and I know that uh, some of the things that we've done, done over the last 12 years um, have made lifetime, you know, clients for us because, um, you know, our, our tagline is uh, one relationship at a time. And we, we really believe that. And we have built wonderful relationships with all of our clients, and that's a wonderful thing. Um, that's a gift. That mm -hmm. alone is a gift because mm -hmm. uh, we've realized through this time of COVID that we are only as good as our community. Mm -hmm. You know, as as uh, we need to band together and network. And thank goodness we have professionals like you who are doing that. Now, tell me a little bit about. Um, Someone who would come to you for help and services, what does that person or organization look like who would be a great fit for you? Who should be listening right now saying, yes, I have to call them? Can you speak to that? Um, absolutely. Um, that's kind of a, a, loaded, a loaded question. Um, <laughs> we, will, we will service um, an individual. Um, that works in an early care and education program. And when I say that, that term, early care and education, people have different meanings for that. That can be a center-based person, that can be a home-based person, that can be, um, you know, an independent person. Um, you know, most of our clients um, are organizations, center-based mm -hmm. programs, family child care-based programs. But we, uh, a huge part of our business is we uh, teach something called the Child Development Associate. That's a credential, a national credential. We teach that course and we get individuals um, to the point where they're ready for their assessment. Um, the credential is issued uh, through the Council for Professional Recognition, uh, which again is located in Washington. It's a national organization. So that's a huge part of our business. The other thing that we do is we go into programs, again, whether that's- I think um, I'm sitting in the right spot with the lovely- Right, people. you are. With, uh, <laughs> um, uh, whether it's home-based or center-based, and we do, um, two of our staff are uh, credentialed coaches in New York State. In New York State, you have to be a credentialed something to do everything. <laughs> uh, but, um, and, all, and all of us are, but um, our senior trainer, she's a credentialed coach. I'm a credentialed coach. Uh, both Tammy and I are uh, uh, credentialed trainers. And Liz and uh, Geneva are verified specialty trainers, as well as Liz is, a, I don't know, you say it, Liz, health and safety, something, something. I, I get, <laughs> I get all the words with them. But again, any anyone, you know, again, we go in and we coach uh, centers. Okay. Or we go in and coach individuals. Um, 
some people hire hire us or their agency hires us to go in and mentor uh, their director. Mm -hmm. um, you know, perhaps the director is new, um, perhaps the director isn't new, but might have some uh, different way of doing things that may not, you know, be the developmentally appropriate way. So um, there's many types of people and organizations that come to us. And then Liz can speak more to this. Um, we actually have had clients, I know we've done uh, first aid and CPR training for church groups. We've done it for um, the blind association where blind individuals are taught how to do first aid and CPR. Um, so we try to give back to the community um, some of those things are pro bono for participants um, just because yes we all need to make a living and pay our bills but to us to each one of us that that works here um, they are committed to children and families um, of Long Island and beyond because you know, I, I hate I hate the term, you know, the children are our future, but they are. Um, and we want to make sure that um, we're doing our part uh, to make sure that, you know, they're nurtured um, well and are able to grow up and take care of us in our old age. <laughs> Absolutely. So if I were, for example, um, the head of a child care center, whether it was within an organization or something, or maybe even in my home, because there are home-based child care centers. Um, either of those, and I'm kind of looking at today's situation saying, oh, I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing with COVID and protection and something. I could call you and you could clear the air. Absolutely. <laughs> Sometimes it's just a question that they might have. And so we spend time, you know, with them other times it's really we need to come to your program we need to look at your program um and and we need to really assess what your needs are because sometimes um you know and understandably so directors or owners are like oh my god i don't know what to do mm -hmm. so you know and i i know that feeling and so we've had so many years of experience that we're able to kind of assess and put into um, into order, you know, what should we do first and what should we do next? And, right. and, and again, just giving those individuals peace of mind of, oh, now I'm on the right track. I know what I need to do. So it, it really depends. Like I said, sometimes it's as um, limited as a phone call or a text. And sometimes it's a much more comprehensive look at, you know, a program. And that's not just now. I mean, right now, of course, I'm sure there are many uh, child care providers in home, in organizations, um, schools. I, I, you work with schools and other places that are looking at all of the different rules and regulations, and they just don't even know where to start. Right. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And a good example was the other day I was at a program. She had a staff meeting, and staff was very nervous about returning to work. Mm -hmm. So we could help resolve some of those issues they had and help them feel a bit calmer about 
what that's going to look like when they finally come to the first day. Nice. So we've been lucky that the programs that we have been in touch with that have been open have not had an issue with having COVID in the program, which is a wonderful thing. But, you know, programs that we work with are used to doing those tasks, those difficult tasks every day of cleaning and sanitizing and making sure that toys and materials are clean and sanitized. Um, they do that every day. Now they're doing it a lot more than they do. They're doing it 12 times a day. Right. And I think for us at times, I think it's really when programs or their staff, they hear it from us versus, you know, their management team. It makes more of a difference. And I think sometimes they learn to take it a little more serious um, because again, you know, the, way that we introduce it to them to get them to under to understand it um which is really important and i think now with um you know with corona going on it's a lot it's very overwhelming you know everyone wants to be able to help these children still and be able to care for them but at the same time they are thinking about their own families and they don't you know want to risk things not even the fact of just being able to have to survive and have responsibilities but just that whole fear factor um, is very frustrating alone that you don't really know what decision to make. It's like, do I choose my family or do I choose work? And you know, that's, that's hard to do. You can't put a price tag on your loved ones. You can't do that. But you know, we try and be as supportive as possible. Right. And we, and we know that this field is the lowest paid, um, even though we're considered, um, essential workers in this field. And let's face it, if parents, when parents go back to work, they can't work without early care and education um, programs. Um, again, be that home-based or center-based. Um, but again, unfortunately, this is the lowest paid field over, overall. Um, you know, a grave, a grave digger, digger makes more than the average, uh, you know, teacher. And, you know, some people think, unfortunately, that this is babysitting and, oh, you get to babysit. No, it's not babysitting. Um, it's really about the social, emotional, the brain development. We talked at nauseam about brain development and, and how important that is. And, well, why won't your two-year-old sit? Well, because that's the time in, in the two-year-old's life where all those brain connections are being made. And imagine, you know, uh, what are those things called? Pop rockets? That's what mm -hmm. the brain is doing. Imagine that's going off in your head and, and somebody wants you to sit down. It, it, they can't. It's not that they don't want to, it's just that they can't. So we talk a lot about that in our classes, about, um, you know, all of those, those developmental um, issues that parents parents may not know about. I know, I mean, I was talking to my sister-in-law the other day. She has a 18-month-old grandchild, and I told her, you know, well, that's the reason that she won't do A, B, and C, and she's like, I never realized that. And I'm like, you know, yeah, you've raised two children and whatever, but um, obviously, you know, it's not so important that parents understand, but it is kind of important to know the developmental stages of your child. Absolutely. So, and the intentionality of, of the teacher, mm. of the educator. Right. It takes a lot of work yeah. how oh. to put that together. Mm -hmm. 
And I could run my household the way I can run a classroom. <laughs> I would be better. I'd be golden, right? You need it. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, and again, um, in New York State, in order to be a lead teacher, you you know the minimum requirement is that you have a child development associate. Um, so these are credentialed folks. Um, again, and the lowest paid. Um, it's deplorable actually that that this country and i say this all the time so sorry guys on my team but until this country decides to invest in young children and families again if you look at where the united states is as far as uh for example um maternity leave and all of the we're like last on the list we're behind hungry uh, and that's pretty, you know, that's pretty scary. Um, but again, if you give parents the opportunity to nurture their children um, and then give that child a safe place to be while the parent works, then, you know, it's going to save you money on money later on uh, in that child's life. No, that's a, I'm so glad that you said it like that, that the investment in the children and the families is actually an investment in the future, the future of our country, but you know, even just in a dollars and cents manner. You know, it's like, it's like health prevention. An ounce of prevention means that you save a huge amount of money on, on health services down the road. And right. you three are working with the most vulnerable, yet the most important people in the fabric of our society. Well, one of the things that I have never understood is you know, when we talk about funding for, for childcare, you know, the people that make the money decisions in this country, you know, talk about the return on their investment. Well, it's been proven time and time and time again that the return on the investment is not just for every dollar you save $7. It's $7 every year of that child's life. Oh, and wow. so, so when you look at that and you know but in this country we want a quick fix we're not willing to invest the money uh and i'm not quite sure i guess because we're not in charge um but you know the return on investment is there and will always be there um and until the country really does invest um in this field i i really think that we could save money later on um it just doesn't make sense to me. And I feel really bad for parents because if you're a, a parent who, you know, is a middle class, you know, parent, the fees fall on you. You know, if your child goes to college, you can take out a loan or the child can take out a loan. There's no such system uh, for childcare. Yes, there are subsidized, some subsidized spots um, in New York. But the problem with that is, you know, if a parent makes a minimum wage and then they work there a year and get a, a dollar an hour raise, well, then they're not eligible for, yeah. you know, for care. So the system doesn't always, again, help children and families. Um, it's just, it, it's such an important thing. This is not 1940 where mom stayed at home and dads went to work and, it's a it's a totally different system um 
and and we're just so passionate uh, about it. Oh, I hear that absolutely. However, <laughs> I'm not mentioning any names. We do have some politicians talking about early care and education, and one of them had her speech in a preschool room. Oh. So that makes me pretty hopeful um, when I see something like that. That's fabulous. That's fabulous because it is the future. If we don't invest now, that we'll, that's right. We have. Glad to hear that. Oh, I'm so delighted that you're here uh, speaking out for the children and for those adults who care for them and that you're there to support them. So, so tell me, if I am a child care provider, a parent with a question, or I'm running, you know, six different branches of an organization with children and I'm saying, what do I do next? How do I contact you? Go ahead, Liz, or Geneva. <laughs> Go ahead, Geneva. We spoke a lot. You talk. So there's a couple of ways to contact us. Um, even though I am so not big on social media, we do have social media pages. <laughs> um, we actually, you can follow us on Instagram. Um, you can also follow us on Facebook. Um, we have two websites, uh, which is QS2 Training. Um, we have... And we also have Save a Life with QS2. Our Save a Life page is more so dedicated to our um, scheduling first aid and CPR, which we do do um, multiple levels, advanced, um, BLS, pro, babysitting, wilderness, um, the list goes on and on. Um, we have a team full of great instructors um, in that as well. Um, we are located in Baldwin, New York. Um, we have an office, feel free to stop in anytime. Um, I would say I know the phone number by heart, but I actually don't. But I believe it's like 1-800-something-something. Something. 1-844, that's one. Well, see? <laughs> we always forget the second set of fours. <laughs> um, or you can reach um, any of us, honestly, on our um, cells, which, um, again, if there's a way for us, I can get that information to you so that you can post it. Uh, that probably would be a little bit easier. Um, I know I don't normally sleep, so I can always be reached kind of just about any time. I just do ask the people don't don't say that at you in the morning. Watch out, this is going over Spotify. Um, and and uh, Geneva, just mention our website. Did you? Yes, so that's 2S2Training. 2S2Training.com? That's correct. correct. 2S2Training.com. And I'm presuming that all of your contact information, phone numbers, et cetera, us2training.com and if i could just say uh, one more thing one of the exciting things that that's the reason we're a little crazy right now um on friday we were notified that um, we are receiving a grant to provide um what's called the pyramid model the pyramid model um is out of the center for social and emotional development um, out of Vanderbilt University. I'm actually one of the trainers um, in New York that are allowed to do this, this type of training. Um, but we got a grant from, and I wanna make sure I'm reading this right from the flyer. Um, it's supported by the Preschool Development Grant Birth Through Five Initiative, um, and also from the Children and Families um, Office of Child Care. So we've uh, we received or we will receive funding to provide both the preschool pyramid model, which is three sessions, 
um, and these are seven-hour sessions, so you know it's kind of a big commitment. And we will also um, be able to provide the infant and toddler um, training as well. Um, the training starts in October, goes through December. Um, so if you are interested, visit our website. You can register right on there, qs2training.com. Um, again, this is a no-cost training. This is just an unbelievable opportunity for folks um, to register for this national uh, program. And um, like I said, because of the grant, uh, there will be no cost um, to the participant. So it's um, we've done this before. Uh, we got a grant, um, I don't even know, I guess earlier this year as well, to provide this. And we had uh, about 20 people trained. It was really a great experience. Mm -hmm. And now it's going to be all via Zoom. So Fantastic. Thank yeah. you. That makes and it so even better. That, that information is currently posted on our Facebook, Facebook page as well as our Instagram which is underscore QS2 training. Okay, so sign up for that free training, folks. And if you need uh, more advice, not sure how to open your center, what to do, both in these days of COVID, but also going forward. I mean, there are things in, in first aid and CPR that are always going to be needs and health and safety and a million other ways that QS2 training can help you to help our children. Uh, any other last words of advice or tips for any of us out there? Um, no, just um, our, I think our book, um, Something is Different, um, yes. that will be in a hard version and it will also um, be in a coloring book form. Is that correct, Liz? Um, and again, we yes. are not, big believers of coloring books uh, and as far as art projects are concerned. Um, developmentally appropriate says that art should be open-ended or whatever, but this is really an enhancement to the book for young children. So um, I think it's a home run um, for programs because again, something is different deals with the COVID virus for very young children. Terrific. Terrific. So now you know why I didn't jump at the idea, Stephanie. I, I know I understand. Yeah. Believe me, I understand. And, and I, I did actually think about blank squares, but I loved Geneva's artwork so much. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want just text Good. and blank because I loved the artwork. That's that's why I didn't go in that direction. But I, I understand because I'm I'm not a big fan. You know, they have those adult coloring books. I'm like, take a pencil, yes. a piece of paper, you know. <laughs> exactly. Doodle, if nothing else. <laughs> I, believe me, I'm right there with you. Well, so, so I just want to say a big thank you for having the QS2 team on. Oh, so, uh, I, we, we appreciate no, the, big, the big thank you comes from me. A big thank you for uh, sharing with our audience and the world and for what you are doing, because I can't thank you enough for what you are doing. Yes, so, thank you to all of our essential workers and most important, our early childhood educators who are molding that foundation for our next generation. That is huge. I'm the one who's grateful to all of you. So thank, yeah, well, you. Well, thank you, Stephanie, because I know you, um, not only for us, but you do this for a lot of authors and organizations. So we so appreciate you getting the word out to maybe somebody that has never even thought. Well, that, that's, um, that's always my feeling is if one person sees one show and it makes a difference, 
that's, I mean, we want more than one, of course, but, no, but one, person, <laughs> one, one person can change the life of a child or a family. Um, it's as simple as that. And it that's is. what's important about what we do every day. It is. We really change lives. And that's what I am so grateful to the three of you and to all the people in your organization that you work with for what you do. And I couldn't thank you enough for being here. I'm just happy and privileged to support it. Thank you. Thank and you. Our viewers out there or listeners, thank you for joining us. And if you have any questions, please don't forget QS2Training.com. They seem to have the answers. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for joining us for Once and Future Authors. If you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Reviews help other interested listeners to find the show, so your review could launch new books every day. Thanks again for joining us, and happy writing!